Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast, episode 22. I can't believe we're 22. In that was crazy. Like, every time I feel like it's the first time every time we come in here. <laughs> I act like it's the first time every time we come in here um, forgetting to do things. Anyways, so last week we had Philip and Philip on. Yeah. And um, talk about that a little bit. You know, it, it was cool because uh, – Afterwards, you know, the, the thing that's make, makes you nervous is like, man, what is the spouse going to say? You know, oh, I know yeah. that I say things on here and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, mm, let's I have those goes. nerves every week. Like, <laughs> I wonder if she's going to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know she's going to listen. Yes. It's just, what is it going to say? You know what I mean? Most of the time it's going to be like, hey, there's this guy that's talked about some stuff. You should really take his advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. I, I listened to this podcast. You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was really cool because uh, Philip's wife, Deidre, ended up reaching out and wrote us an email. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, thank you guys so much. You know, it was awesome that you gave Philip the opportunity to just, you know, talk about our testimony and our journey. And just like, it was super encouraging. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think is just, is awesome, you know, because we talk about, you know, you know, whether it's your testimony, my testimony, Philip, anybody's, you know what I mean? There's like, there's multiple things that are going on in it. You know what I mean? And to just really hear like he, even though he was on this path and he was trying to do the right thing, you know what I mean? Look at what God was doing in her life, right. you know? And obviously, um, you know, him by her reaching out and saying to him, you know, like, Hey, look, I am going to listen to God because it's not like what I want to do is not going to be good. And I'm just going to trust God. Dude, that's so huge. Right. That's really difficult for anybody to do. Mm. And especially in a situation where you feel like you've been wronged or, Mm. and you're feeling, feeling that kind of hurt that's associated with whatever happened. Um, how, how often do we want to just react, right? Like not react in that moment instead of taking the time to think and respond. Right. And, um, I think, that kind of response. And she said it in her email. That's not, that's not the type of person that she was raised oh, yeah. to be essentially like that. Hey, no, you hurt me. I'm done. Right. Like type thing. And I think a lot of us have that due to past hurts, past things that have gone on in our lives. We react in a situation instead of taking the time to respond. And I know like, just with that alone, like I, I have that issue with my kids, right? Like mm. they do some as like a reaction, like, what, yeah. what are you doing? Like, come on, man, what are you thinking? And, yeah. But when you take the time to think and then go, well, I made some pretty stupid mistakes when I was that age, you know, I can respond, you know, show grace. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and just knowing like, it, you know, the person that you're married to is not perfect. Well, right. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes you don't, I mean, like think of just all the things that you went to up until the point that you got married. You know what I mean? And like when you can sympathize with the other person, you know, like in first Peter where it says like, Hey, husbands live with your wife in an understanding manner. Like if you can, you know, recognize in the other person, like, you know, there's a reason why they did something a certain way. Right. You you know what I mean? And like, I think for her, you know, in that situation, and I know for my wife, you know what I mean? In that situation. and, And even like with you, like when you shared about what happened with you when, you were, you know, during that dark time of, of mourning and grieving over your father, you know what I mean? And, and your wife giving you that grace, you know what I mean? That comes from like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm not perfect. Look at the grace that I've been given. You know what I mean? And at the same token, like, think about that other person in that situation. doesn't make it right, you know, but man, like that's like truly living. I mean, anything else like that is truly living out the gospel, 
Right. You know, and it's just, it was crazy. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. Like you said, you know, when she wrote and was just like, that was not me. Like that is not the person, you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, dude, I thought it was just, it was just powerful, man. It was really, really cool. Uh, to being able, and you know, they were in, in service earlier today and just getting to talk to them. I'm like, Hey, did you guys get any responses from people? Cause you know, you know yeah. people hear it and stuff. And she's like, yeah, she's like, uh, there was a, a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. And, you know, they reached out and was just like, you know, thanks for being transparent because we look at other people and we think they're not going through the things that we're going through and they're not struggling. Like, you know, we are, and we kind of think like other people, you know, you seem happy or you seem together all the time and you're like, nah, they probably have some struggles, but it's not as bad as what I'm going through. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest impacts I've seen with us bringing guests on, right? Like a lot of times you look at people and I mean, for instance, Will, one of the happiest guys I know, like you see him, like he's, he's going to smile. He's going to wave at you. He's going to say hi, even people you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to do that. And to think that he went through such dark times, you know, and then with Pastor Ryan, I I had no clue. (laughs) I sat here speechless. I don't know if like anybody realized it. I was just like, I did not know that was his testimony. Right. So I think that's what, one of the biggest impacts I've seen with us having guests on here um, is people are able to see like, man, there are people that have gone through things that I'm going through or similar things. They don't have it all together, regardless of if they have a title in front of their name, Pastor Bobby, Mm -hmm. Pastor Mm -hmm. Ryan, or if they're just normal people, like you understand like, Hey, I'm not the only one going through something. And no matter what, facade people put on right like hey that's part of what what church is all about you know like we're all we all we are all sinners Mm -hmm. and we all need the grace of god yeah i do like so i mean it's not like anybody else here is like oh I don't really, I only need a little bit of grace. No, <laughs> right. we all need it. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, and you say that it's funny because we're trying to get a buddy to come on the podcast that we were talking to yesterday. I'm not going to uh, die. Uh, I, I will die him out. Benny. <laughs> oh, <shots laughs> and fired. I know shots fired, this guy. Right. But, you Can know. We, okay, this will come out Wednesday because I got one more day of his class. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just like talking to him where he's like, man, I don't have anything crazy in my life. Like, what am I going to say? I'm like, oh, so you just don't trust God is what you're telling me. You think I did all figure it out. You know, and it's like, no, man. Like, dude, you have... All these years of walking by faith, not by sight. Like, dude, there's plenty of times that you trusted God. Do you not or do you completely not? Like, maybe a guy you picked off and somebody else, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I think that's huge too, right? Like, it takes – I mean, looking at it, I'm I'm a relatively new Christian, right? I was saved in 2017. Like, it takes a lot of work and effort to put in that light that the making the right decisions, putting in the work to, to go through that sanctification process. And if somebody like Benny, who's been doing it for all these years, like, dude, you can encourage me to keep going. Right. Like, um, regardless of whether you have a crazy testimony that you went through all this crazy. Okay, great. Like you didn't, but you've been doing it. Like, tell me the, the secret to, staying on that narrow path. Yeah, right? for like, sure, man. Like time after time, day after day. Right. Yeah, for sure. So. Man. Yeah. You know, and some, just a few t- takeaways that I wanted to, to, to bring out, you know, after listening to, uh, Philip's testimony, you know, like some big things is, you know, cause I know there's people like, I know right now there's a lot of people that are going through real hard times and it's like, you know, first of all, look at the side of his wife, you know what I mean? And just being willing to say, even though this is what I want to do, it's not about my will, not my will be done, but thy will be done, right? right? And just thinking like, what does God want? Okay, well, God hates divorce. 
And although there's situations that come up that it is, you know, grounds for divorce, divorce, more importantly, those are our grounds for forgiveness. There are grounds for reconciliation. There are grounds to say, hey, guess what? We don't have things together. And maybe these these troubles that we're going to, that we're going through is an indicator that we are doing things in the wrong manner. You know, so like that's one one point that I want to bring out, like whether whatever situation you're on and it doesn't have to be a spouse. Maybe you're you have a work relationship that's in that manner. Maybe you have, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, this is going to air out the day before Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be with a lot of family and maybe you have family that you're there dreading some bad, bad blood. There, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know that you're dreading coming over. Hey, you know what? What does God want you to do in this situation? He wants to guess what? For you to recognize the grace that has been given to you and for you to go and give that grace to others to give that love to others. You know what I mean? It doesn't denounce anything that has happened to you, but being willing to give that grace. And then two, you know, one of the huge things with Philip and just listening to him is like, hey, you know what? He he started off, those things were happening and he was trying to make excuses for it. He was trying to sweep it under the rug. He was trying to protect himself. And it was like, things weren't able to really come together until he was able to recognize and, and take ownership and say, hey, yes, I did this. Yes, it's my fault. Taking responsibility. Yeah, taking yeah. responsibility, you know what I mean? And that's huge. And like, until you can do that and come to terms with those things, things aren't going to be able to change. Because then you're fi- then the problem that you're trying to fix is the wrong problem. It's not until you have all the information. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, if anything, those are like the two, two big things that like, you know what, if we're going to give it to God and we're going to allow God to do it, what do we need to do? Well, what does God say in this situation? How does he want me to handle it? And two... I need to recognize my faults. That's a whole matter of repentance. Like I can't, I like Tony Evans. He, he, he talks about repentance where he's like, imagine yourself driving in a vehicle, right? And you're lost. What do you have to do? You have to recognize the fact that you're lost, right? which is, first of all, for God, that's like the hardest thing. Like, no, I'm not I lost. Don't, I don't just... need any directions. I'll <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> know what I mean? So he's like, hey, you know what? Like you have to recognize the fact that you're lost. And then what do you need to do? You need to stop. And guess what? you need to turn around and go in the other direction and go the direction that you're mm-hmm. supposed to be going. So like, you know, that's a matter of, of repentance and being able to do that. And guess what? That's a good thing. Cause when you don't recognize those things, you're just continuing to, you're going to continue to just be lost. All right. So seeing as how this is going to air, error and error, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be posted the day before Thanksgiving. Um, what are you grateful for, Bobby? Oh my gosh, dude. I don't think we have enough time for, for all this. Dude. <laughs> dude, I'm a grateful for a lot, man. Uh, you know what? I will give my wife a big shout out. Even today, I just, I text her. I'm like, I am so grateful to be married to you. Like, I appreciate you being the wife that you are and putting up with all my shenanigans and just, you know what I mean? And uh, so I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my family, my kids. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I love all of my kids and just, you know, the the season of life where things are. So I'm grateful for that. I'm great. Man, I'm grateful for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm grateful for you taking the <laughs> initiative, right? Where like, we just had a conversation and for you to be like, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's, let's go. Cause think about it, man. If, if it wasn't for you, I probably would have still been with the desire of wanting to do this. Yeah. And- for me, um, I'm definitely grateful for my wife and family. Like now it sounds like it's not as good because you said it first, right? Like, so I'm glad I got to go first. No, 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 you can't (laughs) do something to get some new material, bro. (laughs) Uh, But my wife and family, um, one of the things that my kids know that Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's, I've always said it's my favorite holiday because I had, uh, 
a situation in Iraq in 2005 where it was a very close call. And I was very thankful um, after that that night coming back from mission, like I was doing the worm in the chow hall and stuff. Like I was excited. Like I was like, man, thank you. At that time, thank you, God, for saving me, right? Like even though the next 12 years I'm going to live my life like a heathen, Thank you. Thank yeah. you for saving me on that Thanksgiving day. Um, so I'm super grateful uh, for the just the all the chances that he's given me, all the grace that he's given me, um, all of my family. Um, I'm thankful that we're in the country we're in to be able to do a podcast, right? Like there's yeah. places that you can be in this world right now, like where we would be criminals for doing this. Oh yeah. Uh, we'd have to be like in a, in a bunker, like literally to, yeah. underground. Like nobody knows where we do this podcast now, unless we invite them on the show. But like most <laughs> of the time, like, like we would really be underground, like in a bunker somewhere on like radio. Yeah. Like, AM channels. Nobody listens to AM channels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, we do hope that all of you have a good Thanksgiving, um, and recognize what what it is that God you're grateful for yeah. and what God's done in your life that you're grateful for, right? Um, but today we kind of want to take off with evangelism. Yeah, and I guess, you know what? And I think, you know, we were talking about it before about evangelism, but I guess it's a good place because people are going to, if they're listening to this on a Wednesday or maybe early Thursday before Thanksgiving starts, it's going to be like, how do I witness to my family that are just heathen dogs? Right. Like, right? I, I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I know like, um, it's funny. Like, I didn't think my brother listened. Like I knew he listened at first. Like he was supporting me like, Oh yeah, good podcast, bro. But like when he texts me out of the blue, like, Hey, good, good podcast about dad. Like, man, I should have warned you. I'm sorry, bro. You know, like, <laughs> but, and I was like, I didn't think you were still listening. Um, but you know, I think, um, it is super important. Like how, how do we have, if we're going to be spending time with family this Thursday, how do, if they're not believers, how do we witness? We get questions like that from the youth group, right? Like from the kids in the youth sure. group, like, Hey, my dad, you know, he's gone through all this. How, how, how come he doesn't believe? And, um, I think it's about, I mean, we're going to talk about it. It's about living mm -hmm. the gospel, right? Sure. Showing them through your life. Well, you know, the biggest thing, and this is what I even tell, you know, the teachers for that are teaching little kids, you know, Hey, you can't give what you don't have. And just because you're studying a lesson for the Sunday school, you know what I mean? It's more than just studying that lesson that you're being prepared for. You know what I mean? Like you need to be, you know, in, in service and intending service, and you need to be reading through your Bible and in and, and processing things out because there's other things that are going to come up while you're teaching kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they're going to be talking about and stuff. And you don't know what's going on in their life. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's important that we speak about the message and we, you know, that the lesson that they're on, you know what I mean? But something might come up and if you don't have anything to give to them, you can't give them just anything. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, for sure you need to be able to, to give what you have because you can't give anything that you don't. And you know that, I mean, one of the scriptures that pops out for that one is first Peter three. And we've talked about it before on, on the, on the podcast where, um, Peter tells him like, Hey, you know what? You need to sanctify the Lord in your heart in order to give him a reasonable defense. Um, and so this is what he says, and this is out of the new living translation. You know, normally I read out of the new living cause it's just easy if you guys aren't with the Bible. So it's easy to just kind of like hear it and process it. But it says, uh, now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, 
God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people ask, or that way when people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. You know, and the big thing that, you know, like there's obviously a lot in there, but it's, you know, you got to sanctify the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. Like you have to depend on him and you have to sanctify him in a sense where it's like, you know, you, you're processing things in the manner of what God wants. Going back to Deidre, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, hey, I was listening, like, I know what I wanted to do. And I could have done whatever I wanted in this moment, but you know what? I'm going to trust God. And I believe that that was something that was impactful for Philip. I know for my wife, you know what I mean? It was by my wife um, submitting to God and and loving me, even though when I wasn't being lovable, like that was huge in getting me to that place. Right. You know? So I think one of the things, you know, that we need to ask ourselves is like, hey, if I believe all this other stuff, how is that going to be evidence in my life? Right. How am I showing my family? Especially if, you know, there's bad blood there, right? If you're not, well, if let's say they did you wrong, if that forgiveness isn't there, like how are they going to believe that they're going to be forgiven by the God that you worship, right? Like, um, I, I think that's huge. And I think with family is the hardest, right? Because, you know, people that have hurt us like deeply, like it could be a, like if you're with a coworker, you're, you're going to be able to brush it off. It's not going to affect you as much because the importance of that relationship isn't, you know, there's not a whole lot of weight, but when it comes to family, dude, there's been so much damage that it's just hurt so deep. You know what I mean? It's right. hard to show that because any opportunity that you have to like make them pay for what they've done in a sense and bring up old things, you know what I mean? And most of the time that's the opportunity that you take as opposed to guess what in this opportunity, man, I'm just going to love them. I'm going to, I'm going to forgive them because God has forgiven me. You know what I mean? I'm going to respect them and love them because even though when I was unlovable, God still loved me. You know what right. I mean? And I think that's hard, man. You know, it is. I mean, I, I think, I mean, we're talking a lot about family because we're, we're think, we're saying because it's coming out on Thanksgiving, but there's so much more to it as far as, um, just in your everyday life, right? Like I've talked about it before in my previous job, how I was like that, sour face Christian that uh, if anybody thought, looked at me and thought that's what Christianity was, I wouldn't have become Christian either. Right. Like, like no way. Look, yeah. look at that guy. He's yeah, angry. If that's what you the- believe then I want no part of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what faith he is, but I don't want any part of that. Um, and I think that it's important. Uh, I think one of the most important places is in the workplace, right? Yeah. Like, because it is, like you said, it's easier to be um, like brush it off and be like, well, I only have to see him eight hours a day, mm-hmm. five days a week, you know, whatever. And I can shut my office door. I can put earbuds in. And this is all from experience because that's what I'm going through right now at work, like trying to not lose my mind at work. Um, but uh, I'm not being a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had a conversation with Will because this um, coworker of ours, uh, I was like, you know what? I need to talk to him. I need to tell him like, hey, this is what's going on. This is why a lot of us are getting upset with you. Um, you need to do your part, bro. Like if I'm not going to, if I'm not willing to tell him why he's wrong, then why should he, why should he, I expect him to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, for sure. So um, I think 
ultimately I'm like, I'm hoping my supervisor will tell him to change. Right. <laughs> like, so I don't have to confront him, but, um, it's definitely not the Christian thing to do. So, um, I, I think right now in this moment, I'm just like, man, all right, that, that conviction is coming. I, I get it. I know I have some work to do. Well, you know, and that's a loving thing to do, man. You know, it's to pull somebody aside and be like, Hey, you know, I just got to be honest with you. You know, you're, you're rubbing people the wrong way. Right. You know, and, um, and that integrity, you know, people will see that integrity and depending on how you say it too, like, Hey, I'm not doing it to bash you. I'm not doing it right. to whatever, you know, but, but most importantly, like, right. So here was the thing with evangelism, you know, a lot of the times, like I had, you know, I talked to you about this. Um, there was a guy that does ministry in, you know, our community and, um, he's another youth guy and was like, Hey, uh, and he had sent me an, an email uh, a couple months ago and was like, Hey, I'm getting together with other youth guys in the community. You know, would you come out to breakfast with us? And, and the day that it happens to fall on is the day that we do our, and the time is when we have our staff meeting, you know, and it was like, Hey man, I'd love to get together, but I, I can't, I got, you know, staff meeting that, that day and stuff. And, um, well, there was some stuff going on in the church and he, he was here and then, you know, I was in my office and he comes in and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so and. And we talked and I had a conversation. I was like, hey, man, I can't get together. I was like, but if you want to go and have coffee one of these days, like, yeah, let's go and have coffee, you know? And one of the things he was saying was like, hey, we, you know, there's like, he's giving me all these stats of like how many young kids are in our community and how many of like the age that we have for, you know, high school and stuff. And, you know, he's telling me all this other stuff. And, and he's like, you know, I feel like, I like we should get together and we should band together and our kids should, you know, like, you, you know, like I send my kids over and he's talking about like his own children, you know what I mean? Over and they've been in your youth group and, you know, blah, 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 and all this other stuff, you know, and I'm listening to what he's saying. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's important. You know what I mean? And, and if the gospel is going out and obviously like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pair up with people that are not on the same uh, doctrinal stance as I am, you know what I mean? Cause I need to protect, you know, our kids in that sense, you know? Right. But, but I did tell him, I was like, you know, if I'm going to encourage my kids to, to do something, you know, our high school kids, if I'm going to encourage them to do something and I want them to be a part of something, I said, I got to be honest, man, I'm not going to encourage them to go to another youth group or another youth function. I said, if I really like want to do something for my kids, what I want to do is I want them over at my house and I want them to, to be a part of my family. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and why? Cause I want to build that relationship with them. Like on, on a Thursday when we have, you know, youth or even like, and this goes for adults, right? Cause like if adults, like when you're going to church, you know, like, Hey, it's important that you're getting the word. And that's why, you know, you know, for us in, in the high school room, like a couple weeks, at the beginning of, of the school year, we had this, you know, a pizza party and it's a back to school party and your son invited everybody, <laughs> everybody in the high school almost. Cause yeah. it was packed. There was no room in our youth room. And I was able to give like a real small message. Cause I mean, it just wasn't, people weren't listening, paying attention. They wanted the food, you know, and, and guess what was great. If I was worried about numbers, well, guess what? Every week we would be doing a pizza party, right? you know, but that's not our concern here. You know what I mean? Like my concern is getting the gospel out. So on a Thursday night, you know, I'm going to be focused on getting God's word out. That's that's and that's what we're there for. Now, I also want to build relationships with the kids, and so there's a limited amount of time that we can on on a Thursday night. But if I really want the kids to really see Christianity lived out, what it means to follow after Jesus, you know what I mean? It's going to be like, hey, let's go do a function over at my house. Come over right. and we'll watch a movie, do something. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the greatest way. And that's what I told this guy. Cause he's like, you know, you know, how are we going to get people in? And he like, we want to get all the kids in the community. I'm like, dude, that 
Like the only way you're going to get all those people is if you entice them with something that they're wanting. Pizza, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not about, and it's not about quantity of people who are showing yeah. up. It's about the the people who accept the message, right? And I think by what 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 you're talking about with the youth group here, if we give them the gospel and we make them strong Christians and they're able to go out and have the strength and the faith and the confidence of that what they believe is true, they're going to share it. And that's going to bring more. Mm -hmm. And I, we talked about it on Thursday. I'll, some of the kids that uh, I don't even know how many, but some of the kids who come to our youth group, their parents don't, and they, they don't come to this church. Yeah. Like they come to the youth group because they enjoy the youth group. Maybe they have the wrong, who knows, right? But mm -hmm. they're coming here for a reason. And I think um, when we start trying to add to it, like, let's have a pizza party. Let's have a concert. Let's do this big thing in the park. Let's do, I mean, those. it's good to, to have fun like that and mm -hmm. have that fellowship. And it's good to mingle with the other churches. They're all Christians, right? Like, as long as they're Christians, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're, it's good for us to do that. But at the same time, what is the purpose behind it, right? Mm -hmm. If because I don't think very many of those kids who showed up to our pizza party have been met, have been back. They right? haven't. They showed up. They had pizza. They had a good time. Maybe they got something out of it. Maybe it's putting that, you know, that thought in there, planting that seed. But they haven't been back yet. So yeah, and I called it too because one of the kids was like, "Man, look at all the people that are in here." And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, but wait till next week. It's yeah. gonna be the same crowd that we have." You know what I mean? And I knew that was gonna happen. And it's all right. They were able to come in. The kids were able to, you know, hear the gospel and, 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 you know, know that there's a place for them, right. you know, and, uh, you know, hey, you're searching for something, you know, <laughs> and, and guess what? It can only be found in Jesus Christ, you know? Right. And, um, you know, one of the other things too, it's like, and, and even with that guy, just like what you said, you know what I mean? Like if I can, if, if me as my responsibility, your responsibility, our responsibility to show the kids like, Hey, this is what it means to follow after Jesus. I love what Pastor Pat says. Hey, healthy sheep will re reproduce sheep. You know what I mean? And when they, like these kids know it and they have Jesus sanctified in their hearts and they know it and they they understand the gospel, guess what? There are people that are going to be just like right here, like give them, you know, be a good witness to give a reasonable defense for what it is that you believe, you know? And when they see that, hey, you know what? I'm being peaceful. That's what we tell the high schoolers all the time. Like, it's not your responsibility to convert people. It's not your responsibility to change people right? It's your responsibility to show them the change in you, you know, mm -hmm. to show them what you have. That's your responsibility. And guess what? And to, to talk about it, you know, what is it that you believe? Hey, you know what? You're, I'm sorry, you're having a bad time and all this other stuff. You know, how about you come over to my house and, and hang out and they will see those things in your life and they're going to realize you're different, you know, and that's on the high school level, but the same thing goes for us as adults, Right. You know, in the workplace, in, in the workplace, yeah. right. There you go. It's like, dang, you know what, whatever, you know, whatever's going on, like you're, you're on time, you know, you're, you're working hard, you're doing all these things, right. You're not trying to, you know, make yourself known, you know, like obviously you want to do the best job that you can, but guess what? You're doing it for the best job that you can for the benefit of the team, not to benefit yourself. Right. Because those people stand out like a sore thumb. Like, you know, that guy that's just brown nosing just to get what he wants. You know what I yep. mean? And you don't want to be that guy. For sure. And that's, uh, I think that's huge. I'm, I'm so convicted about work right now. Like tomorrow's going to be crazy. <laughs> it wasn't a crazy week this time, guys, but next week, just wait. Because uh, 
God is convicting me right now. Um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm sorry. My brain is all, kind of all over the place. Um, speaking of work, right? Like we talked about this before coming into this podcast. Uh, like I'm going to share a little message that – or a little experience that Will and I had. Yeah. Um, we – uh, there was a soldier that we both knew who, who um, was going through a rough time and I had called him for a completely unrelated work thing and he wasn't able to help me. But I was like, hey, man, are you doing all right? I haven't talked to you in a while. I haven't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, I'm going through some stuff. And I was like, hey, Will and I are here today. Why don't you come up and hang out? I was like, it's almost lunchtime. I was like, you get a lunch break, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, come up here and hang out. We'll talk. And he's like, all right, I'll be up there in a few minutes. So he comes up and he's, we go outside, Will, I, and the soldier, and we, we're talking and kind of uh, – he's going through a lot of trials right now. A lot of different things are happening in his life that are rough patches. And so I, I was kind of explaining to him like the story of Job and um, Will and I were kind of just pouring into him that way. And he was the one who brought up faith. Mm -hmm. um, he had mentioned that he was meeting with the, the chaplain on the installation and brought up faith. And as we were talking – I had poured into him about Job and the, all the trials that Job went through and um, a truck pulls up off the side of the road. And um, a few minutes later, that a guy that we go to school of ministry with, me and Will, gets out of that truck and comes walking up. And I was like, Lolo, what are you doing, man? Like, come up here. We're having a Christian conversation right now. And so then Lolo comes up and we're talking. And so the three of us are just pouring into him and Lolo was going on with Job. So it was like, it was almost looked like it was planned, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, we, after, at the end of the conversation, the four of us right there on the side of the road, we put our arms around each other and we pray. And then um, as we were done, we were walking away and I could tell like he was kind of um, – emotional about it. Right. And I told him, I was like, bro, I don't know, uh, what's going on in your life or where you stand in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But I can tell you this, God sent three of his soldiers right now to talk to you today. Yeah, like, dude. so I was like, he wants you in the kingdom. Like you better, you better get right. You better figure it out. You know? And then, um, on Friday this week, I got a text message that, on uh, that following Monday, you know, so a week before he'd gone to the chaplain. He said the prayer. He accepted Jesus. And I was like, brother, that is amazing. Like, he's like, I didn't want to tell you by text. I want to tell you face to face, but you're off today. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was, it's one of those things, right? Where like, all we were doing was we were available to somebody. Hey, come talk. And he opened the door with, you know, faith, going to see a chaplain. All right, let's talk about that. And just pouring into him, like all we did was plant the seed, right? Like I know none of us that day, none of the three of us saved him, right? Yeah. Like all we did was talk to him, pour into him, explain to him what we had gone through, explain to him what the Bible tells us about the trials that we're going to face. And God watered that seed until like the, <laughs> the next Monday. He was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready, you know? And it's amazing, like just seeing that happen. And I even texted him afterwards. I was like, I told him, I was like, thank you for coming up here. And because that was a, that was funny is I was, <laughs> that morning I was like beating myself up because I could not understand eschatology for school of ministry. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even understand this at all. Like Steve, like, why are you even going through all this process? And like what I, I texted him and thanked him because in that moment, like, 
because I was beating myself up. And then I had this conversation and I see God moving, right? Like I was like, I realized it's not about the studies that I'm doing, right? Like God is going to use me like that. I'm trying to learn to better understand who God is for me, but that showed me right then, like, Steve, it doesn't matter if you understand eschatology or soteriology or whatever these big words are, like, I'm going to use you as long as you're willing to let me use you. And that was huge for me. And um, it kind of, and I, so I texted him, I was like, dude, you don't understand how much of a blessing you were for me today. You might be going through a lot, but I had my own struggle and talking with you fixed that struggle for me. So um, I think it's crazy how that, um, that evangelism can also work in our own hearts, right? Like, oh yeah, big time. Because like, I'll tell you what, man you you get so much more out of that when you're when you're able to share with somebody. Like, oh yeah, dude, that that right there is so much greater for you when you have that opportunity. And you know, yeah, like there's lots of stuff and there's lots of things where it's like I don't understand this about Christianity. And I don't understand this, and I don't, you know what I mean? And it's like it, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's a process and it's not something that we're going to, like, I can't wait till heaven. And then guys like, all right, let's have a real Bible study. Like everybody was saying this and this, but this is what was going, you know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for that. So like, even all those other things, we're not going to nail down, but it's like, you know, Jesus says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So it's like, the question is like, you know, do you have that? Like, do you feel like your life is, do you have an abundant life? Not riches, not prosperity. You know what I mean? But this like, abundant, like, man, I'm at peace. Like I'm enjoying life. You know, like I'm content. There we go with Thanksgiving, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you look at Philippians and Paul's in prison writing this letter to this church. And it's like, be grateful, you know, like, and you know what? I can, I can be satisfied in, in having an abundance and having, you know, very little. And it's like, dude, that is, that is that life. You know what I mean? And so many times, like, you know, we get so bogged down because of what we don't have. We, we lose sight of what we do have. And when we lose sight of what we, what we have, and we're so focused on what we don't have, like, then you don't want to share with people. And then you don't want to, you know what I mean? And it's like, dude, why do you have, why does it look like your life is not this abundant life? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, all these other things are important. Like all these ologies are important. But how is that going to help you in your marriage? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so, so far I haven't found one that. I mean, biblical counseling that class helped. But you know what I mean? So bit. like, yeah. So it's like important that we have an understanding of like what's going to happen in end times, and you know, hopefully, Pastor Pat. You know, we haven't asked him yet, but like, hopefully, maybe I don't know. And Pat, I don't know if you're listening, but maybe one of these <laughs> days he can come in and like, because he's awesome at all that stuff. You know what I mean? And and, and but I'll tell you what, like, I know that no matter what, it's going to be like, are you? focused on like trying to figure all this stuff out? Are you more focused on your daily walk with Christ? Right. You know what I mean? That's what, uh, one of the big things is, is when you start focusing on all those other things, you lose sight of Christ, right? That's what it's all about. None of that matters if you don't have Christ. So the, all those tologies, eschatology, soteriology, all, none of that matters if you don't have Christ. So, you know, and then there you go with that relationship, right? You, you knew this guy, you know, and you, because you had a relationship with him, you were able to say, hey, why don't you come over here and hang out with me and Will? You guys already, I've obviously already known him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like how much more effective is it for you to focus on the people that you're in relationship with as opposed to, hey, guess what? We need to do this street evangelism and I'm going to go down, you know, right. whatever. I'm going to go in our local mall and I'm going to hand out tracks. That might be helpful. I'm not saying that that's not helpful. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, maybe that's helpful, but I'll tell you what's going to be more helpful is you being a light for those people that are in your life and being able to share 
guess what? What they're already searching for. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, sometimes people make it such a, like, they make it so hard and difficult. Well, I don't know how to share my faith. It's like, look, if you went and saw a good movie, you'd be like, hey, dude, let me tell you about yeah. the movie I saw. You know what I mean? And why is that so much easier than being like, man, I was at church today and you wouldn't believe what it was. You know what I mean? Or let them talk about something and express something because they had a, you know, whatever kind of weekend and then come back and be like, you know, man, like, can I tell you something? You know, I remember there was a time in my life where, you know, bam was happening and all this other stuff and, but God, you know, and then being able to share, you know, and guess what? They're probably in those moments, they might not say, ah, yeah, but I don't buy that. Or I don't believe that. Hey, well, you know what? It's all right. But you know, if something comes in, like I'm here for you. Right. You know, it's about loving people. And I think that that's huge is, I, I mean, we saw it at camp, right? Like I wasn't even though God was telling me like, Steve, pray for that guy, pray for that guy, pray for that guy. And I was like, no, you mean somebody. But when it's somebody, you know, it's so much easier oh, yeah. to, to talk to them. And I, I constantly think of um, the fact that if you do love them, you want to tell them, right? Like, just like, uh, I think pastor Pat, I've heard a lot of people talk about it was like, if I got mustard on my face, I'm eating a sandwich. I got mustard on my face. Like, if you love me, you're going to tell me like, Hey, you got mustard on your face. Like wipe that off before you look like an idiot. Right. <laughs> but if you don't love me, you're going to let me walk around looking like an idiot. You're going to be like, Steve's got mustard on his face. Well, well, in more than anything else too. And in those moments, you don't want to say something because you're afraid that the other person is going to retaliate back on you. Right. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I mean? Oh, I got mustard on my face. Well, you got mayo on here. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. like, right? yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the thing I think, uh, uh, I think here, I wouldn't say recently, but like within the last six months, I've really felt like, okay, I can, I've now have the knowledge to talk about my faith. Right. I think before, um, I was, I should have had enough. Right. I knew like, I believe in Jesus and that should have been enough for me to share with other people. Yeah. Right. But I think it's hard because you know that, you know, if they're not a believer, they're going to have questions and you're going to be like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Which might also make you start to question yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Your own beliefs and faith. Um, so I think that's what holds a lot of people back more so than the retaliation. Like, oh yeah. I think so too. Because uh, I know that was definitely what it was for me. And I, I have, I, I know people who have said things to me in the past that I'm like, I'm ready for you to have a conversation with me now. Let's go. Right. Like, um, which is totally wrong by the way. Like I shouldn't be like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like, at all, dude. like that's the wrong motivation. Yeah. Cause but... it says with gentleness and love, like, <laughs> do we need to read this? <laughs> but, like, but like, because at the time, like all I could be like was like, I don't agree with you. And I didn't have a way. I didn't, know what to tell them. Like, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't know. I don't think what you're saying. And these are other Christians, right? Like, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I don't agree. I don't, and I, I don't have anything to argue. Well, you like, know, and one of the things like, did you already take the apologetics class? I started it. I haven't finished it. I'm, that's two semesters. From okay. Now. So like, you know, one of the the big things in the apologetics class is like, you're, you know, there's all these people that have, and we've talked about it before, right? They have this worldview and whether it might not be like this, like standardized worldview, they have a way of filtering things out through their own lens because of the things that they have been through, you know? And so it's like when you're talking to somebody and even in that sense, like if you don't agree with them, you don't have to tell them like, no, you're wrong in that sense, because then here you go, you're trying to win the argument instead of winning the person, right. you know? And so going into a situation and like, let's just, you know, this is workplace, this is, you know, family. Look, 
people already have a wall built up. And when you start challenging people, one of two things is going to happen. You can either come at them and they're just going to continue to build that wall higher, or you can talk to them in such a way where they're going to want to start tearing down that wall. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what we want to do when when it comes to like sharing our faith. You know, it, it, it you know, going back to another example that I've given is you want to put a stone in somebody's shoe. You know, it's not going to be this one thing that happens, you know, like that was great. You talked to the soldier. There was probably a lot of things going on in that moment. You know what I mean? And and maybe like that was like the final thing he really needed. And that's how God used it. You know what I mean? And that doesn't happen all the time. No. You know what I mean? And it sometimes it takes a while and he gets, you know, like, look at Philip, you know what I mean? I, you know, Philip came to me um, and then was like, hey, will you disciple me? Like, sure. And then it was a process, but even throughout that process, guess what? It wasn't until a little bit later down the road that he ended up surrendering his life to Christ. You know what I mean? And so there's times that you just got to like help that person start tearing down these walls. So they're open to put something else in because, you know, when a person is building up a wall, guess who they trap? themselves they trap themselves you know what i mean and so you got to tear down those those you know ideologies the ideas that they've built into their mind and give them like hey look like these are your ideas but how have you come to to believe those things because you know going back to you know pastor pat with what he was you know preaching about in first john you know this weekend it's like look what we have is not ideas it's a historical account. And, you know, the the Apostle John's like, look, we were with him. We walked with him. We got to touch him. We got to see him. We got to hear him, you know, like all these things. And like, so what we have is a historical account, not ideas, right? you know? Eyewitness testimony. Eyewitness testimony, you know? And so like, just thinking about those things and like, let's help people tear down those walls. And so that's going to, and guess what? We want to allow that to be something that they're doing, not that you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And so building that relationship with, with people is super important. And when you have that relationship, just like with that soldier, you know, you had that relationship, he was willing to go there. You know, it's, it's crazy that God, you know, saves us. And then he doesn't send us straight to heaven. He's like, all right, now I want you to be my disciples. Now I want you to go and spread the gospel. Now I want you to go and do, you know, teaching all the things that I have commanded you, you know, and helping them. And you read a, a quote earlier. What was, I don't know if you can find it real quick, you know, but you know, it's like, sometimes we, we want somebody to be like, okay, well, this is what you need to be doing in order to, to be a believer and to follow, you know, to follow after, after Jesus. And, you know, like you can't switch, like, it's not going to turn off, you know, that's like a product. What did you find it? Yeah. So this is from the book, So Great Salvation by Charles Ryrie. And it says, learning and obeying are not prerequisites for believing. They are products of believing. Yeah. So a person's life, like you'll see them and like, maybe it's like, okay, like I, I started going to church and I started, you know, if you see them living in the flesh, you know, it's like, dude, okay, you're going to church, but you're living opposite of what it is. Like, hey, guess what? Like the other stuff is going to come right? The the being filled with the spirit is going to come in kind of like the email that we got, uh, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. From the other soldier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. the email and, and, and just talking about that, where it's like, you know, like it comes on a belief. Right. And then with the belief will be the determining factors of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Those other things are going to be a product of what you believe. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, go for it, dude. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, one of the things I always talk about, you know, or, you know, when you're talking to people and just like, hey, look, you are what you eat. Oh, yeah. Right. So like your, your, like your body is the evidence of what it is of how you live your life. You know, hey, I be- I know that I believe like I should be, you know, eating certain things on a daily basis. I should be working out on it. You know what I mean? But 
Mm, just because that's what I believe that it is, guess what? What I actually do is represented in the way my body looks. Right. Same thing with our lives. You know, it tells us in Galatians, like, hey, this is the the works of the flesh, and this is the fruit of the spirit in my life. Right? It's like, you know, it's what's ever in this can. Like, forget what, you know, the marking of the can is, but it's, you know, this is what we say all the time. It's like, whatever's in this can is going to be shown by when it's tipped out or when it's bumped. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, what's in our life is going to come out when we're squeezed and we're pressed. And and what do we want? Do we want, you know, anger, bitterness? Because, hey, you just bumped me. How dare you do this? Or is it going to be like, hey, it's okay. And are we going to show, uh, you know, uh, patience, long suffering, you know, hope, love, all those other things. You know what I mean? And those are the products of what God has been doing in our life. And the fact that we are saved, that is going to come out. We don't want to try to change people because then you just change them and, and you know, they're just fake right? because it's not really truly in them. So this email um, and came in from a, another soldier that I used to work with uh, who um, had reached out to Will when I first started working there. And um, he actually, I worked with him for a short period of time. And then uh, he'd reached out to Will about something to do with his daughter and her faith. And she was, and Will was like, you need to talk to Steve. Mm-hmm probably because it had to do with the Catholic religion and we had, you and I both were raised Catholic. So I knew I had a little more knowledge about it. So he came over and we talked and long story short, we both like, it, it almost became like a discipleship, right? Mm-hmm. Like where I was discipling him, he would sh- he would text me a scripture and be like, Hey, I read this. I don't really understand it. And we would go back and forth that way. And, um, he sent this email. I told him about the podcast and he's been one of the people who's listened from the very beginning and he, he sent this email to our podcast. He said, I shared this message with Steve a while back. The same still rings true to this day. I definitely have a lot of changes I need to make. The podcast and the Bible are slowly but surely getting to me. I haven't quite gotten to a point in my life where I'm full-fledged, nor am I anywhere on the level where Steve, Bobby, and Mr. Owens are. I aspire to be there one day, but like I said, I'm not there yet. I'm more or less waiting for that message slash sign from God that makes it clear that enough is enough and I need to change. I tip my hat to Steve, Bobby, and Mr. Owens. Growing up, people who claimed to have found God and were saved were mostly convicts. It was a a cop-out in order to get paroled or released early. Romans 7.19 and the story of St. Dismas were always used as justifications for going back down the wrong path and or justifying their actions. You three, on the other hand, are probably the only three that I have ever met that truly are saved and have truly found God. Aside from the Bible, thank you for being my go-to when it comes to matters of faith. I have some misconstrued notions about a lot of things. Thank you for being available to clear those up. God bless. So naturally, (laughs) I was like, hey, bro, you need to come talk to us. Come (laughs) down here. Like based on like what I've the conversations that we've had, you know, going through scriptures, you, you're reading your Bible, you're, bro, like, you're saved. Like, I mean, and I told, uh, kind of along those lines, that stuff's going to come. Like, what what you're talking about right now, because it's basically like the, he was still, he's still a part of the world, right? Like, hey, I'm- he's battling the flesh. Right. It, it, like, I do all these things and, you know, I'm not ready to say that, that God, that I, be, that I'm saved because- I'm still going to do my fleshly desires over here. And I told him, I was like, bro, like, it sounds like you're saved already. Like Mm -hmm. the fruit might not be there yet. Mm -hmm. Like, but you believe based off of every conversation we've had based off that email, like you believe you're just 
not willing to give up what you should be giving up. And I was like, and personally, I was like, no offense, bro, but it sounds like you're being convicted of something right now. There's yeah. something in your life that you need to stop doing that you're not really wanting to. And you send that email and that's telling us like, Hey, like you, you're there. Like, and Will and I had that conversation with him again and prayed with him before we left. I haven't heard back yet. Like, who knows? Maybe on Monday he'll be saved. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't I, like, but I, I really do like think like a lot of people, like that's what, you know, like when you look at it historically, right? Like the eyewitness testimony, like right here in first John, where, wherever we're at, like when you look through the Bible, like it's there, it's easy to believe and understand that it's true, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't want to give up the way I'm living my life. And St. Dismas, which I found out is the the thief on the cross. Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, I never, I never heard, heard of it that. either until he told me about it. And then I had done a little bit of research and that basically they believe because he was a criminal his whole life and was saved right at there. At the last moment. At yeah. the last moment yeah. that you can live your life however you want and then be saved at the last moment through St. Dismas. But that's uh, not, yeah, that's not, that's not true like yeah, yeah. like i mean like if you truly have a deathbed conversion i i think that's that's plausible i think that can happen um but uh, one of the things that will and i explained to him about the thief on the cross is like his story is recorded in the bible that dude is producing fruit to this day mm. like you know because of that that it's recorded in the bible it's producing fruit he mm. there's something his life produced fruit. Yeah, because at the moment, like, you know, obviously, like, think of that moment where he was convicted of, oh, this is a Messiah right. at this point. Because they were, you know, those two thieves were out, out, like, in the beginning, were, like, giving Jesus a hard time. And then the one is like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, look at how he's suffering. Like, he didn't even do anything wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And in, the, in those moments. So, yeah, that's not. So, that was, like, true belief. It wasn't. The, it was in a, yeah, yeah. a last minute, like, you know what? Here's my, here's my fire Just insurance. In case, yeah. yeah. Here's my fire insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so. yeah, you know, and that's one of the things, you know, and, and it's funny too, because sometimes we beat ourselves up over the sense of like him in that situation. He's comparing, you know, like you might compare somebody that you think, right, is, is well, look, they're always going to church and they're always doing this and they're always doing that. And guess what? Those people are just as carnal, right, right as a person that is giving into their desires because guess what they're thinking that if i do these this um this formula of following after god and doing these things that guess what that makes me right with him and it's like no read first corinthians because in there it talks about like no dude you're being carnal you right. know what i mean you think that you're better than anybody else because guess what i go to this church and i'm following this person and it's like that's what, one of the that's one of the things i told him too in that conversation i was like dude you don't think like me, Will, and Bobby sin. I was yeah. like, I was like, bro, like probably the only time that is like that I could be like, I wake up and I'm like, thank you, God. And then I get out of bed and I'm like, man, already. Like, <laughs> you know, like I told him, I, was I like, had a good five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I was like, I try to start my day right, but usually by the time I make it to the office, I've already sinned, bro. Like, yeah, because like it, it happens. None of us are perfect. Like, you can, you look at what we've done with the podcast. He sees Pastor Bobby, he sees me, he sees Will, right? And like, yeah, we're trying to do everything we can to be right. You know, we're trying to follow those, those, that formula, you know, we're going to go to church. But bro, if you think like, just because I'm doing a podcast that I don't sin, like, I think I've talked about it quite a bit on here. Like <laughs> I am wrong 90% of the time. So, well, you know, and here you go, man. The moment that I have it all together is the moment that I don't need Jesus. 
Right. Seriously, like straight up, like yep. think about it. The moment that I have it all together and the moment that I feel like, hey, I've I'm, made it. Yeah, I'm, I've arrived. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the moment that I don't need Jesus. And guess what, man? Like that day will never come. Nope. You know? And that's what I explained it to him. I, but brother, if you're listening, which I know you will, like you're there. Like I think- Now it comes, well, and now it comes to the place where it's like now, because you are saved, right? Now work out your salvation, right? you know, and with fear and trembling. And and just like we talked about it, you know, before where it's like, hey, look, you don't need to orchestrate, you know what I mean? You don't need to write the, the, you know, the music, the music's already been written. You just need to play the instrument according to what the music says. You know what I mean? Work out, work it out. Like, so just do it, man. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't need to, to make it. You have been given right. it. Like if you if you're gonna wait until you're perfect, then you're gonna keep waiting. Yeah. Like I mean, and you're never gonna get it because none of us are. You know? Yeah, and those trials that are coming our way, and those things that those you know those desires where it's like, okay, now now now's the realization is like, what am I relying upon? You know what I mean? And if I want things to be different, then what do I need to do? You know, yeah. I need to give in to the spirit and not give in to the flesh. Right. I think it like one of the things that I heard Pastor Ryan talk about in his testimony was like getting rid of everything, right? Like that's a hard decision mm-hmm. for people to make. Um, and and after I thought about it, I was like, man, I've maybe I haven't gotten rid of everything, right? But there's things in my life, um, certain people that I go around, like, like, hey, if I know if I go over there and hang out with that guy this weekend, I'm going to drink and I'm going to drink too much. And I'm, so I've stopped hanging out with that, those types of people or those people in my life who I know are going to bring that out. Cause you to stumble. Right. Um, and ultimately like it wasn't that hard of a decision. Like one day I just realized like, dude, I haven't hung out with that guy in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, because you know what I've done is I've replaced the time that I would normally be doing that with other things like recording a podcast, right? Like, Hey, if we recorded on Saturdays, usually like Saturday would have been a day that hey, I might go have go to a barbecue and have a few drinks or something. But like now, it's like oh, got something else going I on. Got some some more important going on. Like yeah. God's called me to do something else right now. Sorry, you yeah. know. Like um, so, I think that's one of the things that people uh, struggle a lot with, and um, it's just about choosing how you want to spend your time. Like ultimately, I've come to the realization that like. I'm more concerned about eternity than right now. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that's what and you've said it a lot. Like, don't give up what you want for what you want right now. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, you, you know, everything, everything that you, every choice that you make, you're making a deposit into what you want to be in your life. Right. So like, if you, if you make a deposit to like drain your bank account because you're buying all this other stuff, well, then you're gonna be broke. And if you make a deposit and you're putting it into a savings account or however you invest or however, like, then obviously you're going to have, you know, a return on your investment. Same thing goes for the way that we live our life, right? Like I'm either going to deposit into the flesh and give my time or give my money or give my whatever to this. Well, guess what? You're going to end up reaping. You know, and if you deposit it into the things of the spirit, well, guess what, man? Like that's our, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, we are going to be rewarded when we see Christ. You know, as believers, we are not going to suffer the wrath of God, right? But we're going to get some kind of reward, you know, and it's like, man, you know, I don't want to be disqualified. You know, I don't want to just be like, well, you know what, here comes Bobby. So, you know, it's like, I'm, I know I'm saved and I'm not perfect, but it's like, uh, wah, wah, wah. you know what I mean? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, no, man, it's like, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. We talked about it before, right? Like, I don't want my armor to be all shiny and whatever. Like, like I, I just w- took it out of the closet yeah. and put it on today. But you know what makes, but even with that, guess what? 
that means like I was actually using it. Right. And if I use it, sometimes I'm going to make mistakes, but what am I trying to do? You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, be in the rear and be in, you know what I mean? Like behind, you know, like in, in the security, you know what I mean? I'm going to go outside of the wire, you know, right. I'm going to go out there because I want to do that. And guess what? That's what evangelism is. And you might say something to somebody and you might say it wrong. You might not, you know what I mean? Just be prayed up before you talk to that person, especially you're going into a situation, especially before you're going to have family over, you know what I mean? And be prayed up and, and like, Hey, you know, we've talked about it before those three things, you know, worship, scripture, and prayer. You know what I mean? How are you going to stay on target? That's mm -hmm. how it's going to help you to stay on target is by those three things. So be prayed up, not because God's going to do this crazy thing. No, you know what? Cause God's going to talk to you in those moments and he's going to help change your heart for that person. Right. You know, and I've talked about it before. Like, Hey, there was somebody in our life that I, you know, I didn't want to pray for them. And I, I was honest with God. Like, I don't want to pray for this person, but I know that's what you desire. And I know that you love them. And I know that you also died for them. And I just pray that you get, you grip them and you get a hold of them, you know? And as much as I don't want to pray for them, I know that I should be, you know, right. so pray for them. You know, obviously you can't give to other people. You can't give to your family or to your coworkers what you don't have. So you have to be in the word. You have to be in the scriptures, you know? And guess what? If you don't have the answer, it's okay to say like, you know, I have, I don't know. I have no idea, Yeah, you know? I think that's a, I think that's huge. I think... Um, and we've talked about it before saying if, if no matter where you are at in your walk, if you don't know, say you don't know, yeah. like that was huge for me when I had questions of certain people in my life, like, Hey, I have this question and you're not like, it, don't just tell me like, no, or like, <laughs> yeah. like no, explain to me like, well, because like that, that might work if I was 12 or even younger. Right. But because at 12, I'd probably still question you, but yeah. like, don't just say like, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what uh, my little book here that I'm teaching this class out of tells me to, that is, is the answer. But if, if I can just say, I don't know. Because yeah, like you were just in my office. We were talking about some stuff in Revelation. I was like, dude, you know what? Like, I haven't studied. Like, I'm not even going to say anything. trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even know, man. Like, well, we can get back to it or just ask or let me, give me some time. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'll find something out. I think because especially for new believers, if I'm, if I'm trying to understand what it is that you believe, and I have a legitimate question, and the question requires more than a yes or no answer, and all you give me is a yes or no answer and all you can do is tell me because like that doesn't work mm -hmm. you know like if you don't know i would rather somebody say i don't know okay cool i know i'm not going to ask you that question i'll ask somebody else that question you know like i'll move on to my next question yeah. and um i think you know when when before i got saved and all the conversations we had i'm there i'm sure there were times when you said i don't know i don't remember all the conversations that we had about it but then, and then there was other times you're like no steve mm. like here it is the bible says this yeah. and um i think that is important like uh, because especially if you have people who do have somewhat of an understanding right like they're gonna be like they're gonna have questions like well do what about this? Then is my dog going to be in heaven? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I know that in revelation, we come back on horses. So there's horses in heaven, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like maybe, um, maybe we can find it in scripture somewhere. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, but that's one of those things where like, if you just say, if you're like, no, <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. I don't know.
right? Like it's horses, okay. yeah. horses are there. Well, and, and Jesus comes back on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, and it's okay to say you don't know. It's it, and guess what? You don't have to have all the answers. You know, um, so th- th- that's huge, right? So um, being able to say that, being able to say that you don't know, you know what I mean? You can't give what you don't have. So make sure that hey, if you really care about this person, knowing you know, and listen to them. That's huge, right? Just listen instead of trying to talk at them. And know, well, you need to know this, and you need to do this, and you need to, you know what I mean? Just listen to what they're saying because really, the reasons why they hesitate to come in, out and like wanting to to even give Christianity a chance. You need to listen to what the reasoning behind it is because right. it's a deeper issue. And there might be something there that you're not going to be able to change, oh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you're, sure. and you're not going to be able to convince. I, um, I think about because um, I do listen to a lot of different Christian apologetic people, mm-hmm. apologists, apologists. Yeah. So, um, and one of the biggest things is is like ask them, like, well, why do you, why do you believe that? Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're going to understand where they're coming from, because sometimes th- there might be such a hurt there that no matter what you say, you're not going to be able to fix it or be able to explain it. So like, Hey, maybe in that moment, it's not about evangelism. It's about loving that person, which is a form of evangelism. Yeah. No, that, right? And that's like, number one. That's right. number one. Yeah. Like, so like, but not like, Oh well, you need to hear this from yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, wherever you're going to find it in your Bible, right? Like just being there for that person. And I think ultimately, what it all comes down to is, like you said at the very beginning, it comes down to having those relationships. It ha- like if we don't, if you don't have a relationship with the person, it's going to be it's, super hard. It's so much harder to explain to them because unless you ask that first question, well, what do you believe, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. why do you believe that? And 90% of the time, those people just want to argue with you and try to make you wrong anyway. So good luck. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, no, for sure. But um, I think concentrate on the people that you do have in your life that you you are you have a relationship with and you know, hey, I I don't know exactly where they stand. Let me have a conversation with them about it. And um, I think it's important not to be like fire and brimstone people. Like that's one of the worst things you can. Yeah. Do. You don't. And, and again, going back to even that sense right there, like you don't want to win the argument. Right. You want to win the person in the moment you start sensing, like you guys are arguing about it. You be the one that's been like, you know what? Like, I don't, it's not something that I want to argue about, you know, pull yourself away from that conversation, especially the moment that you start feeling like you're getting mad. Right. You know what I mean? Because now it's just going to be a matter of like, they're just, they're not going to want to listen to you. They're just going to want to be right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's not about you being right. It's about you doing the right thing in that moment. You know, like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm not trying to argue about this. I'm not trying to get you upset. You know, like we can talk about this later or, you know, just start trying to diffuse that because you don't want to get them to that point where, you know, I did so wrong, man. And just trying to like witness to my family, you know what I mean? Especially growing up, you know, Catholic and, and stuff like that. I know like I, I, I ended up having some of my family just start building walls around it. You know what I mean? Because I would just get so mad and I wanted to like change them. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I went about it the wrong way. You know? Yeah. I think it's, I think sometimes with family, it's, that's one of the hardest conversations Mm -hmm. you can have because you do love them and you want them to know the truth and you want them to go to heaven, right? Like you want them to share in that eternal life with you. And, um, so it's easy to get upset and be like, no, you're not understanding, you know, yeah. but, um, so it's one of those harder conversations, I think. I, um, but I also think it, it's, you know, I think we're going to have those times where it will become 
not not necessarily heated, but like where you're like, yeah. no, like um, I know like there's going to be a time where you have to like say like, no, that's I don't agree with that mm-hmm. or but it's all about coming from a place of love and um, not a place of anger or hate. So, yeah, you know, and another one too is, you know, like you said, you know, like, well, you know, tell me more about it and just helping them. Cause I, I know I've realized, and I've, I've heard this from, you know, uh, different apologists too, where it's like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, and how did you come to that conclusion? And it's funny. Cause when you talk to people, it's like, well, I just, I just think that it's yeah. like, wow. You're, so you just think that like the Bible is evidence and tells us here, like they actually went through it, but you're just like, you just big just brain, in, right? Yeah. in your brain, like <laughs> yeah. all the experience you have, you just think that. And yeah. yeah and when, and when you hear that people start thinking, and so how many times are you right a day? How many times do you really honestly trust your instincts on the thing that you think <laughs> they're like, mm, maybe not so much, you yeah. know, like, well, just, so could you be wrong? Yeah, I could. Okay. Well, you know, and, and just ask questions and make them come to the realization where they're thinking in their own thoughts. You right. Know? And at the end of the day, like, you know, it's doesn't hurt, um, to walk away from the conversation. Um, but, and I think it was pastor Pat cause I'm listening through revelation right now. Cause I'm still trying to understand eschatology, but he said like, well, you know, like at the end of the day, I can walk away from this conversation and with my belief, you know, if I'm wrong, I still lived a good life. I mean, yeah. if you're wrong, then there's eternal implications, you know, that's up to you, but, yeah. All right. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I think that's what it comes down to when those conversations get a little, little heated. Is like, hey, well, at the end of the day, I must still live my life based on this book, and you can live your life how you want. If I'm wrong, I still lived a good life. If you're wrong, you're that's not going to really be happy. Yeah, it'll only take. Well, yeah, because guess what? Like, if I, everything that I believe, if it's wrong, guess what? Well, then I guess I'm just going to go into the ground and just be warm food, Yeah, you know? But if I'm right and you're wrong, guess what? I'm going to heaven and you're going to yeah, have eternal punishment in hell. Like, uh, there's a, what was the saying? There's no unbelievers in hell. Oh, Within yeah. the first five minutes of that, being there, they're like, oh, I believe now. <laughs> yeah, too, a little too late. <laughs> so, all right. We've... This, we thought this one was going to be short. (laughs) So much for that one. Well, hey, so a few quick announcements, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully this is a little bit helpful as you're getting ready to have some family over and be with friends and family and all that other jazz. Um, Hey, be the light, you know, sanctify Jesus in your heart, you know, and really truly show the love of Christ and let your light shine for him. Um, Also, uh, we got some stuff coming in. We ordered some samples from um, from the shop of the places that we're going to get some of our merchandise in. And uh, uh, we're still trying to filter through it. Hopefully this week we're going to have all the rest of the stuff that we ordered and we'll have an idea of um, what it's going to look like. If we got quality is good enough for us to open the store. Yeah. Maybe we have to change sizes and, and or change different um, materials and stuff. So that way, so there, it's a process. We would just want to make sure that whatever we're putting out there, we approve of and we would buy and, and want to do right by you guys. You know, thank you guys for all your guys' support and uh, for all the great feedback and just this opportunity. It's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, um, guys just step out in faith, you know, step, step out in faith and let, let, 
let the Lord, you know, give you that fortitude. Let the Lord be the one that's going to just guide you. You know, right. it's easy to just, you know, not want to do anything and not want to do, you know, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, you know, ignited fortitude, that it's something that's like, man, you know, I have the courage to do this because God is with me, you know, and we're not talking about health and wealth. We're not talking about all this other, like, Hey, be the best you No, We're talking about like, Hey, let's follow after Christ. Let's be believers. You know what I mean? Let's not be let's obedient. Not, yeah. Let's be obedient. Let's not be so mad about, you know, certain things and uh, offended by, you know, these little things. And let's just, Hey, you know what? God is the one that is, that is my judge. God is the one that I, I need to answer to. And God is my justifier, which means I don't need to try to justify myself, right. you know? And so when I don't try to justify myself, guess what? I can be at peace with other people. But when I'm trying to make myself right, guess what? I'm going to be a jerk to other people. Amen. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much. As always, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and we will, uh, we got a couple uh, guests that we have coming on that we're kind of, up. kind of excited about. Well, actually very excited about. Um, I didn't tell you this. I sent an email out uh, to this author um, on what day is today? Sunday. So I sent it out to uh, this author on Friday. It's this guy on uh, that that wrote just about kind of critical race theory and wrote about where the church was. I, I said this in episode, I think number one. Uh, he wrote to um, he wrote about where the church was during the Nazi time, and um, and he wrote a book recently. It's it's Erwin Lutzer. Right. So Pastor Erwin Lutzer, he was the pastor at Moody Church. So be praying, guys, because like I reached out to him and hopefully he'll say yes. It'll have to be a like a Zoom. Well, I don't know about Zoom, but it'll be some kind of like obviously, um, what do they call it? Remote podcast. Right. Where we'll be on screen because um, there's no way that we could afford to fly him in or anything like that. So, <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I hope he, I hope he'll come on. Cause I mean, just, I've read, uh, I read through a book. Uh, we will not be silent. Well, I, I heard on the audio, we will not be silenced. And then, uh, he's got two other books on, um, the church during the time of Hitler's power. And it's just, it's just crazy to see where the church was and where we're, where we're at right now and just the parallels. And I just think it would be a great, um, blessing if he would give us some insight i got a like a slew of questions to just ask because of the research that he's done so be praying for that guys because i i in the moment i was just like dude i'm just gonna send this email out and let's see what happens yeah if, this is the first time hearing of it too guys so. yeah. <laughs> sorry dude sorry man it's just been it's been a crazy week <laughs> no i didn't say that this no week, but yeah. for me man but uh <laughs> hey guys always thank you guys so much uh this has been i mean episode 22 this has been awesome amen yeah. and thank you for you bro for... No, thank you. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to be, be a part of this. All right, let's pray it out. Pray it out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for just giving us the opportunity to to work together and be obedient and see the work that you're doing through the podcast. God, it's amazing the, the amount of feedback we get, and we're in constant um amazement at what you do. Um, it's, it's something that is very difficult for us to understand and comprehend, but ultimately all the, all the glory to all of this that we're, that we're doing goes to you, God. Um, as we go into this week of Thanksgiving, um, we ask that you are there for, our country, for our communities, God, for the people that we know, our friends and family that um, that are going through something, just give them wisdom, strength, and and show them that 
their life can be different with you, God. Um, we ask that um, for anybody who's struggling right now through, uh, whether it's struggling to feed their families or, or anything like that, that you give them um, what you know they need, Lord. And we ask that you allow us to, and show us how we can be there for others during this time, Lord. Um, we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.